terrible people. And welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 73. Hello! I'm Chris, and joining me today are... Ames, Caitlin, and Jake! Today we will be looking at The Measure of a Man and... The Dauphin, Dauphin, I probably should have looked up ahead of time. Dauphin. Dauphin. Like, I was really hoping... I was really hoping they'd say it in the episode, but they didn't, so... I thought they were going to, because she's like, we don't have a word for it in your language. I figured she was going to be like, the French have the word Dauphin. Like, just to like, you know, but no. Or maybe Picard could have said, you know, like... In the dead language of my people. Yes. Although in in the dead language of Picard's people, that refers to a male usually, but... Yeah, that's what I thought, too, that that was a male thing. Well, Well, being fair... Maybe Wesley is the Dauphin. We don't know. We don't know. We know that it appeared as a female... Human. We don't know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. What it was. They could be a genderless Just, species. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or a could monster. Be a man. So, in the measure of a man, some blue shirt dickhead wanders into the Enterprise to be all like, "I think I know how to make a data, but to be sure, I want to rip your data to pieces, and you know, I might break them in the process." And Data goes, uh, "Excuse me." And then Picard is like, "Yeah, no, that's dumb." And they're all like, well, he's been ordered to report to this guy for disassembly. And Data's like, well, then I'll quit. And they're like, you can't quit because you're fired! Oh, wait, no. Into a sun! Carry on. No, it's more, you can't quit because we literally own you. And shit gets awkward. Mm. And Picard's old hate fuck from the... Oh, I loved them together. Jag off. Oh, yeah, they must have, like... You just want the jag off. They must have, like, the angriest sex. It is astounding, I bet. Worf would be envious of this angry sex. Yeah, no, I mean, lots of ducking. She gave him the long arm of the law. I think he gave her the long arm of the law. He gave her the short pencil tip of justice. Justice. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway... Based on some sort of legal precedent, she's like, well, technically he does belong to Starfleet, so he can't resign. And Picard is like, oh, that shit is not going to fly, and we have a trial, but because she's short on staff, Riker is forced to prosecute, and he's doing a pretty good job until Picard talks to Guinan, who's like, hey, dipshit, this is basically slavery, and he's like, oh, fuck, it is! And then he makes an impassioned speech, and Data is declared sentient, and everything's fine. And, oh. then, and then more angry hates. Oh my god, so much. Oh, the angriest and the hatefulest. Also possibly the best use of Tasha Yar since her death. Yeah. Probably the best use of Tasha Yar. Period. <laughs> Actually, close, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I this is the only use Data's, of Tasha Yar since her death, so... Data's uh, use of Tasha we saw, Yar we was saw her face apparently her pretty good. In the dolphin... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. The Enterprise is sent to pick up a, a young... Ruler type person who has been raised isolated on this shitty little cloudy speck of a planet for 16 years. Uh, she is the result of a coupling between parents from opposite sides of a centuries old civil war, and now somehow she's supposed to unite the factions, even though it's just been her and her tutor her whole life. Um, you heard other people? Governess. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, 
my governess? On the way back to her planet, she espies Wesley Crusher, who espies her, and they both get uh, aroused. And, you know, he's got a bit of a boner, she's got a lady boner, the governess is all my virgin alarms going off. Eh. And, uh, you know, it turns out the governess is a shapeshifter, and she's really overprotective, and her and Worf come, like, this close to screwing, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, sure they did. Yeah, no, he was totally into it. Can you turn into my pet Targ? <laughs> oh, no. Yikes. So Seriously, this is, just, this is just the week of great ships. You know, and, and so they're getting on, but she's like, oh, I'm oh, probably... Oh, that kind of ships. Just hook me a minute. Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. Internet what? ships, not boats. I feel like the Enterprise or is always space. great. Yeah. So, you know, and she's all like, oh, I'm probably never going to be able to leave my home planet once I'm there to be leader. And Wesley's all like, no, no, let me show you a tour of the universe in the holodeck. And I can show you the world. <laughs> kind of, actually, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Let Carpet. Let stand on this asteroid. Oh, and he lets her try moose. No. This whole episode, the plot of this episode is a girl desperately tries to eat some chocolate. <laughs> and he keeps taking it away from her. That monster. Here, you've had enough. You need to wash your figure. Let's go to the holodeck. <laughs> She's a shapeshifter. She doesn't have to. Well, he doesn't know this yet. Uh... He does find out at the end when the governess tries to murder him, and she also turns into a giant space monster. And at first, he's like, my boner is confused, and I'm mad. But then he shows up at the end and be like, no, I'm not. And she beams down, and Wesley has a sad. And Guinan actually gives him some nice advice in a surprisingly well-done scene. Yeah, I actually really mm. liked that. I, I really, yeah. Guinan was good this episode. She was. Can she we was. just, can we just go was, ahead and yeah. say, like, between between these two episodes, Guinan has been showing up Counselor Troy since she arrived. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, from the off. True. And I, and I honestly Everybody wonder, knows a good bartender is the best therapist. I honestly want, but like, she's doing, she's not just therapizing, she's therapizing, she's, she's advising, she's putting things into, she's doing everything that Troy on paper should be doing but You're doesn't. You're very, very right. As we learned in the, in cage. the very first episode of Star Trek ever, a man will sometimes tell his bartender things he won't tell his doctor. This is true. But I really do. No I, one tells I, Troy It kind of makes anything. me wonder, like, considering how poorly Troy has been written as a character since the show started. Yeah. I wonder how Marina Sirtis, the actress, feels about the introduction of Guinan. Yeah, really. And the fact that Guinan is doing all of the things that her character should be doing. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, you know, we, we've complained before about the sort of the quality of the writing for the women on this show. And so along comes Guinan, who is a better counselor than Troy, and a better mother to Wesley than his actual mother ever was. And did you did you see the appendectomy she performed? She really showed uh, Pulaski up. <laughs> But yeah, no, good, good for Guinan. She's just kind of fixing everything everywhere. Yeah, I mean, she's quickly becoming my favorite. I wouldn't even say secondary actor, supporting actor, because she's pretty integral to a lot of these shows. Yeah, point, but she's she's up there now as a as a as a favorite of mine. Oh, I just love Whoopi Goldberg, so I was well, yeah, delighted. She's, I mean, she's, I totally she's forgot delightful. she was even in this show until she showed up, and I was like, oh my god. But like, yeah, not only is it like Whoopi Goldberg, and she's obviously fabulous. But it's also the fact that the character's just written She's great. really well. Yeah. She's great. And yeah. I loved it. I loved the use of her in both of these episodes. Like, anyway, I have nothing valuable somehow, to add. I just love her. I think another credit to her is she somehow pulls off those fucking ridiculous costumes they put her in. Because mm. she looks like a weird alien baby. Like, other people in that outfit, you just be like, this is, what, no, this is undermining everything you do, but she just runs with it, you know? You're like, no, this, of course. Do we know what these costumes are based on, if they were drawing any, like, inspiration from 
I have no idea. I just think I they're her, her getup. Mm. I'd like to think she actually just showed up in it one day. We learn more in the clothes. future about her origins. And, mm. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, so uh, measure of a man. Now, uh, I'm going to make a bold statement. Okay. Not an italics statement. Exactly. Ah. Actually, this will be bold italics. I want to and underline. Heading two. Yeah, we're going to do it all. We're going to do it all. I'm going to make a statement. I'm bold to say that the measure of man to date. Of the shows that we've watched Whoa. is my favorite episode of Star Trek. I think I agree really? with that. That is not not including anything that we haven't will seen yet. be coming. I mean, I'm sure there are going to be episodes in the future that I will like better. But this, for for right now, this is the this is the episode to me. This is the high, the high water, water mark yeah. of, uh, of Star Trek. It was. Wow. It's really really good writing. It's really deep writing, which compared to the the Dauphin, which is really really like shallow writing. Hmm. Is, is how I think of it. It's like you get you have like the really deep dive, getting into a really complex concept in what constitutes sentience mm. and how and how does the ethics in, get get involved in that way and dealing with robots and shit. But let's not versus Wesley has a for his first kiss. Let's not underemphasize though. I think the importance in the history of the series of you know the sort of the ethical conundrums as raised by say a piece of the action. Mm. In the best way to bluff your way through a contaminated or, culture. Or is it good or not good to turn a race into Nazis? Yeah. We, we may never know. Yeah. I mean, they left that so... It's, they it's were the ongoing debate. the gray area. I mean, they, the trains ran on time, goddammit. Um, wow. And I mean, like, yes, you could say that this episode is kind of... It does boil down to a pretty simplistic concept, which is slavery is bad. But, I don't know, I just think that the way they get there and the way they treat it, and it's really, it's, you know, the, the, there was some decent Picarding. Oh, yep. Picard was at full, is, in, he's, he's at Picard now. Yeah, he is. He, he has reached chief, Picard levels of Picard. There's been a few decent Picard scenes. There was the one where um, he told that punchy guy in the, in the warp room. Was that? I don't know, there was some scene in engineering. When Ira Graves was inside Data? Yes. Okay. Uh, where oh. we, we had a pretty good... Picarding. We're yeah, not doing been, phrasing anymore. Um, <laughs> there's been moments here and there. Yeah, but I feel like this. I mean, again, I'm, I'm basing this on a very hazy recollection of this series, but you know it better. I'm working on the assumptions. This is where the writers finally get it with it. Yeah, they, I think that they do a, a thing. I think they get Picard really well here. I think they get Data really well here, and compare Data here to season one Data, mm. which he's they, a curiosity in season one. Yeah, now he's. A sentient being, and what's but there? I do have some problems with this episode. There's some things that I feel like uh, were left out. We didn't get to see the hate fucking. We didn't get to see the hate fucking, but we also like. I like that there was a callback to the Stargazer, and that there's a history between these mm. characters. Because because yeah. here's the thing, right? Kirk meets old woman he knew, and it was oh you banged me and we ran out. It's gonna be six years, six and years, four yeah. months, it's, and odd number. And this one, and then she was a lawyer too. Yeah. And this and, and this one. The, the woman's like, it's been six years, four months, 13 weeks, and an odd number of days since I raked you over the coals, you fucking prick. <laughs> I, when we were watching it... When, it was her job, damn it. When Picard spied her across the room and like looked shocked and walked over to her, I look at Caitlin and I go, and this is where Picard and Kirk differ. If Kirk ever saw one of his old flames before she noticed him, he'd be screaming and running in the other direction. Mm. Screaming being the fatal error. Since, true, true. Since if he was quiet and did not move quickly, they of course, might not this have is, caught him at it. This was also before they started talking, and I realized, oh no, this is this is hate love. 
This is gonna be interesting. It's and the then best she, kind. And then she just legit was like, and you're wicked sexy. Yeah. I was like, I nice, it. drop it like it's hot, girl. Yeah, and I liked um, I liked that she called him out on being arrogant, like, mm-hmm. immediately. Yep. Because that's true, he is. But, you know, I wasn't... I thought that some of the knowing glances, some of the, like, the, mm, I'm going to make a smirky comment mm. that she did a few times, a little ill ill. I think place. that was just her face. No, I feel like there were times when she was trying to make a joke at an inappropriate time, possibly. And I did, and you know, it was written into the script, and and Picard reacted appropriately when it happened. But and I also didn't one gripe with the writing I had was at the very end when she makes her ruling, she's like, "Well, I think what we're all dancing around the bush here about is, does Data have a soul? No, no one ever mentioned a soul. Yeah, no, we're not dancing That's around that. True. We're dancing around. I, like, or do you want to enslave him? this guy, or do you not want to enslave the guy? His soul doesn't matter. I, I, I you have to be religious to not enslave people. I, yeah. I sort of wrote that off to the writers kind of hedging their bets and assuming maybe the audience is a little stupid. And they're like, look, at least a quarter of the audience might not fully get what we mean by sentient, so let's just talk about him having a soul and they'll get it. Like, I wrote that off to just sort of cynicism on the part of the creative team. I also don't consider myself religious, but I do sort of think about something like a soul existing. I know that most people associate souls with religion, but I think that you can believe in a soul while being spiritual versus religious, so it isn't necessarily the same thing. But it's also not what they were talking about in the episode. No, that's true. Like, that's my point. Like, I don't care if people believe crazy, ridiculous things, but, uh... Yeah, no, like I said, I think, I think it was being used as shorthand Data to sort of help Santa people Claus. along. So Is he? Mm-hmm. Think he'll stuff my stocking? I have been a good girl. <laughs> the other thing I was waiting <laughs> for was like, like a button at the end where, uh, you know, she bids farewell to Picard and right, right before the Enterprise warps away, her phone rings and she picks it up and... Hello, dear lady. Uh, I'd, I'd like to talk to you about this sentience you've been handing out. I have some crumpets I'd like to stuff you with in the holiday. This quickly. Sentience you've been handing out. Yeah. Well, whether or not I come quickly is going to count on you, mister. <laughs> How many crumpets we talking but like, about? Really, like, <laughs> it was only a few weeks ago that yeah. Picard just pulled the plug on Moriarty, right? Like, well, because he saved as a backup. But that's what Maddox was going to save Data as a backup. So, I don't know, I feel like, but I that would like, keep the, the 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 facts of his experiences, but not the flavor or whatever right. he said. I well, was see, like, I, think, oh, I feel like awesome. there is actually a difference in that Moriarty being a creation of the computer can safely be stored within the computer without losing any of his essential self. Mm. Whereas with Data, there's something about his positronic brain that the computer can't necessarily handle it's his soul yes exactly yeah he's got that soul chip yeah. i keep he's minding got my soul shoes. but he's not a soldier <laughs> i haven't had song in years i got soul but i'm not a soldier i got soul but i'm not a soldier i got soul but i'm not you know that would bring yeah right. you know what's we're done Fag- sorry it's over he was just rolling so yeah, I'm done with I this. I moved on. I've left. Oh, good, I couldn't see her. So. Uh, Roddenberry nearly shot down this episode because in his point of view, there are no lawyers in the future. And he's been sued in the future, so many times. Yeah. So all those divorces. Yeah. He he's lost so much in divorce court over there's the years. A, there's a quote. If people had criminal intent, intention in the future, they would have their minds made right. 
But Which wow, is even more terrifying. So than he believed going in like yeah, he believed in that fucking. What was crazy... that fucking movie? Minority Report is the one where they do well, all no, that. Well, I was thinking of the one one with uh, with the uh, doctor fuckface in the... and his Jello mold that yeah. fries your brain. Yeah. Yikes. What are you talking about? From the TOS. original series. But lawyers don't only exist oh, for yes. criminal reasons. They exist for civil Dead trials also. Mind. So why did he not think about civil trials? And just ethical questions well, like also, this. I mean, I think, I think Picard says it best. It's like, we like to think that we're more advanced, but every now and again, when people of good faith have a disagreement, you, we have to resort to this old system. Actually, this is in an episode of the Orville, to bring back the Orville, when, mm. when criminals do something, they just basically give them a lobotomy. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Jesus Christ. That show's horrifying. See, I was It's gonna... a comedy. It's a Seth MacFarlane comic. You know, it's actually been highly recommended. I have to watch it one of these days. There are some, some if you high like, points. If you like derivative fiction, and if you like ill-timed dick Boner poop jokes. and fart jokes. Uh, I mean, did you listen to this podcast? I was going to say, have you heard I said our ill-timed. jokes? Oh, you're right. Ours are, ours are, always, <laughs> ours are always well-timed. It's true. Uh, yeah! But yeah, no, it's it's okay. Now, see, when you said Roddenberry almost shot this down, <laughs> I thought it was going to be because he was going to object to the idea that... There wasn't s- enough sex. Starfleet would even have questioned... Whether or not data was sentient, you know, mm-hmm. like, like just from the off, the fact that they just were like, yeah, no, this guy totally, yeah, you know, like that, that to me just seems like again more evidence that Starfleet isn't as pure and clean as some of the fans like to pretend it is. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting, right? It, it it does on the surface seem like it might be based on a flawed premise in that sense because obviously data is a life form. Yeah. You know, whether, and he's obviously a sentient life form. Yeah, it just seems like there isn't really an argument. And I know that, of course, we've experienced him as a character for a season and a third at this point. But it still does seem a little surprising. I feel like... Sorry, go ahead, Caitlin. Are you sure? Yeah, go I was going to say, it's sort of like how butt sex is still illegal in certain states. Okay, then no. It's just... No, no, really, like, it's just a matter of, like... No one has questioned it. This one guy found the loophole and so was able to, like, yeah, call but it into question. Interestingly, like, finding a loophole is how you have butt sex. But at the same time, you know, he had to go to his superiors and say, how about this thing? And they just went, yeah, fine, whatever. I mean, this is a guy, and I said this we were all watching. Nomadix? Uh, is that, was that the blue shirt's name? Yeah. Yes. Yes, thank you. I yeah. gave you the card. He doesn't have I, I'd card. already forgotten. I just memory you, like didn't, a, you didn't even read it. Memory like a sieve. Well, you're also illiterate. <laughs> just <laughs> like our president. Yep. Ugh. What the hell was I going to say? I don't know. While you're thinking of that, I want to say a different thing. Okay. Um, I was listening to the, the court court stuff, and I know Maddox was up on, was on the original team that decided to let Data in Starfleet, and he was the sole naysayer. Yeah. And, you know, he continues to not think of Data as a sentient being and such and such and such. But I feel like this opens up a... a I just had the word and I've lost it. Not an oxymoron, but a... Paradox. Paradox. In that... If Data is not a sentient being, and therefore he's Starfleet's property, then he should never have gotten into Starfleet in the first place. Mm. Well, or he shouldn't have had to have gone through the Academy or something. They could have just, like... Because they know they could easily have him just read the books. Yeah, you know, really, you wouldn't send seconds. a toaster to school. Yeah. Why was this even a question? This yeah. episode is dumb. Well... I liked it, though. I mean, I think 
it's like they've made this ruling twenty six years ago when Data went to the Academy. Well, right, but now yeah. now that there's a chance they could replicate him and have an army of him, their previous yeah. ethics get to go out the window because yeah, oh boy, we might get a new toy. Exactly, and I think that's the bigger deal because yes, I'm sure it was. Per- it probably wasn't. It wasn't even called into question. There was no reason to question Data as being a, a, a sentient being capable of of it making you know self. Destiny. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I have no idea what you're I talking mean, about. I'm, sa- I'm saying at the time that Data was admitted to Starfleet, there would have been no reason to question his sentience. Because like, they weren't already thinking There's no about motivation there. It's just like, oh, well, he's, he talks like a guy, acts like yeah. a guy. Yeah, sure. We'll let him in. But now there's some motivated reasoning, uh, you know, which is some motivated reasoning yeah, is, is a term from... Yeah, but let him into Starfleet, though. Well, like, well, like they, they haven't let Wesley into the well, Academy yet. Yeah, I mean, he passed... Hang on. So Okay, okay. So motivated reasoning is essentially it's a it's a logical fallacy that pseudoscientists make where it's like oh you know I'm I'm going to twist the data or forgive the pun but I'm going to yeah. twist the data in a certain way or I'm I'm I I have a I That's have a yarding. personal stake I have a personal stake in in looking at an issue a certain way. Yeah. And that's what I think is you're seeing here with Maddox and with Starfleet it's like okay when data was first around okay he wants to be in Starfleet We'll let him in Starfleet. Whatever. It does no skin off our backs. We get a we get a really good officer. And now, twenty years later, or whatever, there's this possibility that, oh well, we could duplicate data and you know, we could create more datas. We could copy datas and and remember Control now. C. Right. And remember now, it wasn't the issue wasn't whether or not and the issue did not start out as is data uh, sentient. sentient or is data property. The the, the issue started out as it, in fact, it was, we're not even going to hurt you. We're, we just want to take you apart and put you back together. It'll all be fine. You know, we're just, I'm just taking you apart to get a look inside just to see how it works. And when I see how it works, I'll be able to replicate it and we'll be able to create more of you. And that's how it started. And it was data that was like, well, I don't think you have the expertise to do that safely. Yeah. So then the issue became, is does data have human rights? Yeah. And which includes... Saying no to mm. experimental exploratory surgery. Data had so many great points this entire episode. The point that he makes where he's like, "Why doesn't everybody have Geordi's eyes if they're better than people's?" Yeah, yeah. because and I'm sure, and and that's a good, and that right there is is more of that reasoning, you know, because at that point even Picard was like, "Well, listen, you know, you could really this could really help people if there were more Datas." And, and you know, Data's rebuttal was that Geordi thing, and it's like, "Oh yeah," because I'm sure there are people that would be like, "Okay, yeah, I'd take some Geordi eyes." I'd like I like to see stunt doubles in place of my friends. Interestingly, and, and that's that's another thing, right? Is where does this ruling in this episode leave the status of things like the Enterprise computer, for example? Right? I mean, we've seen the computer create sentience yeah. in the form of Moriarty. Where does, I mean, we, where does we, it I leave? Think we're, we're still questioning if Moriarty is sentient or whether he just thinks he's sentient. I think, therefore, I am. But really, like, but you could you could make the same argument true, about data, right? I mean, he's yeah. he's a computer that is programmed to believe that he is sentient. Is that any different than being sentient? You're being Picard right now, and it's really nice. But it's true, right? It's it's what Do you it, need us to leave. You might have to leave. But yeah, I mean, the, the computers are ridiculously advanced, and it's probably a fine line between computation and sentience. Yeah, but then again, the computer... Okay, well, so the computer might not be a great example, but Moriarty certainly is. Yes, no, yeah, he's... You know, Moriarty has 
demonstrated all of the traits that Maddox laid out as being. Yeah. And I mean, Picard sentence. probably would have hooked him up if he could have figured out a oh, way yeah. to do it. Yeah. But then you also get to the issue of like, technically, does that mean every holodeck malfunction is sentient? Mm. And are you red block? Red block was sentient, and then... he fucking killed his ass. Well, he well, killed he, himself. He, yeah, he walked out. Yeah, he, he, they... we tricked him into killing his. <laughs> right. Ass. They they pulled that classic. Oh, superheroes can't kill, but if the villain happens to kill themselves with their own stupidity, technically Superman didn't kill him. I, mean, I don't know. I think I think that this episode does a really good sleeping. job of laying out some of the bigger moral problems yeah. of technology. Yeah, this episode apparently is used often as a lecture material in like ethics of computer science courses and things like that. Hmm. Well, I mean, we're we're probably if not in our lifetimes, then certainly in the next century, I would say, we're probably going to have I think know, Alexa is sentient. I don't think so, but you know, some she people, knows some too people much. Say, you know, some people say, oh, oh, well, don't worry about it because the, sing- the singularity, as, they, as it's been called, is where computers become sentient, right? Where you, have, where you have sentient computers. And some people say, oh, well, you know what? It's not worth worrying about because no one's going to make that. Like, in order to make a sentient computer, you'd actually have to try really hard to make a sentient computer. And why would you ever do that? But I would say that the reason that it you would do it and the reason it will happen i think is because if you have the ability to do it people will do it have you heard of jeff bezos yeah exactly like there are people that because they can they will do it and and there's going to be a legitimate not a science fiction question how do you regard these life forms yeah you telling me if i was born 50 to 100 years later i might have been able to have my own data well, I didn't say they were androids. I said they were, like, sentient computers. Like, oh. you could have an Alexa that you could jam up there, but... I don't really want to jam Alexa up there. <laughs> so she's a little thick. Well, that's not the problem. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's an adapter for that. Don't so, lie. we've been having some very nice, thoughtful discussion, and I'd like to slightly derail it. You, let's stop having slight, uh, slightly Yeah, this is boring. Mature Listeners don't want this. I really... <clears throat> Really, my my little fanboy self was super excited when they had a callback where they just put their hand on a big light and it starts yeah. to read out their yeah, service good. history. I was thinking, man, where's Yes Ma'am? I miss her already. Yes Ma'am. Yes Ma'am. Oh, to be, to be honest, when, when Picard forced them to finish reading Data's list of accomplishments it wasn't that long no that's why i said see it didn't take that long asshole but it did have a bunch of but it was like a bunch of accolades yeah very well, nice i did find stuff. a dick move later when picard's like yeah, yeah we don't, we don't need guy. to hear about your accomplishments maddox that's because they, whenever he was on screen they played the most evil music they could muster <laughs> it was so evil it was off yeah and actually honestly i don't think i mean yes maddox is a dick but I don't think he's evil. No. And, and I think his heart's in the right place, generally speaking. And I think once he pulled his head out of his ass, he was all right. And I think that, you know, I, I, I liked at the end the, where Data's like, I, I want you to succeed and yeah. let me know if I can help in the future. But yeah. Without killing me. Yeah. Like, yes, I think that was his thing. He's, he... Can we find lore, put lore back together? <laughs> yeah. Give him lore. We'd be fine with that. Yeah. Here you go. This, one, like this one's busted anyway. You guys deserve each other. Yeah. Uh, again, though, very good job of just hiring a guy who just, again, they, when they need to hire somebody who's kind of a dick, they're really yeah, good at yeah, it. Yeah, they, they can get that. And what was good was he had that sort of, that just subtle, like, he didn't overdo the faces or anything like that. 
And they didn't have to even melt his face at the end. No. <laughs> where, was, um, where was the admiral in all this? Did he, had he left? I guess so. The, I don't so, think any of this was, you know, involved him. I feel like an admiral could pull rank in this situation, even... Oh. Maybe that's why he doesn't show up. Yeah. Maybe. Speaking of pulling rank, this is where I got really, really confused. And really, it, it made me... It, this is the thing out of all the things in the episode that just made me angry at corpse. <laughs> I think I've expressed before that I hate like courtroom dramas and things like that because they're very forceful and they're very tedious. Mm. And making Riker the prosecutor and forcing him to be the prosecutor and saying if you don't prosecute well enough, you'll it'll be you know Data's ass anyway. Well, not well, not just well, yes, and not just that. That's not the only fucked up thing about this court. The Starfleet legal system has some serious problems. Yeah, because so here, so here's 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 my list of issues. So you have that, which I 100% agree. Yeah, it's, it's so weighted towards, let's fuck Data over. Mm. But it's not just, but it's also like, well, yes. And it's also like, well, why are we, this This man has an obvious conflict of interest. Yeah. Not to, and, Who, Riker? Yeah. Yeah, he does. And, he absolutely does. And speaking and speaking of conflict of interest, oh, the the presiding judge and the, and the defending counsel just happened to be banging. banging. Yeah. That's fine. Actively, well, and right it also now. is the fact that apparently, you know, your your jag can, you know, instead of just calling for someone like, oh, we'll wait two days while somebody yeah. other lawyers warp here. Yeah, we're gonna take two men with what's not the only rush? not only no legal training, but as I said to Caitlin, you know, when Picard is saying to Data that you know if he'd feel more comfortable with someone else defending him, I felt like he should have said. Just so you know, there was an earlier scene you weren't in where I referred to a legal document as gobbledygook. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, neither him nor Riker have law, legal training as far as we know. Well, like, yeah, and if, it, if the only requirement to be a lawyer on this case was to be a, a flag officer... Why not ask the admiral? See if he'd do it. Yeah, he was he was too busy trying to get out of that collar. That's true. Wait, do we ever see that version of the admiral's uniform no. again? It caught me I'm completely. I'm pretty sure admirals just get to dress themselves. <laughs> I think it, it's the only it's, it's the one I'm thinking of it's only in season two. Like yeah. rarely. But yeah, like and that's the other thing, is like, well, okay, we couldn't find lawyers, so your petition before this court is summarily dismissed and we're gonna kill this guy. Yeah. It's not like, well, there's no procedure for like a change of venue, right? You know, like, and it's not like it was a time-sensitive experiment, right? You know, it's not like, oh, we need to dissect you because something, something, it could cure plasma plague. Mm-hmm. Like this experiment could happen whenever. Sure. So that was definitely like drama-forcing sort of. Yeah, I mean realism I, out of the way. The one thing I get is it makes it gives you a chance to use more of Riker as a character, yeah. and he did a great job he doing did. doing his thing, and then being all sensitive at the end, which was very cute. Yeah, I thought that was really nice. The moment with them at the end. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I honestly didn't think his arguments were that as good as they think it was. I mean, his well. arguments were <clears throat> Data's a robot. I mean, look. And like, yes. and really, at the end of the day, that wasn't even the issue. Yeah, you could do most of the things he did to Data with other things. Like, oh, give me your arm. Oh, no, you're being ableist. Uh, let me turn you off. Oh, you've seen the Vulcan neck pinch before. Mm. I, I just want to have him just, just has someone that hacks off his arm and neck pinches him. See? Me. <laughs> I just gushing blood. Yikes. Terrible. Yikes. Yeah, Imagine if it was if it was Jordy on the stand. Oh no. And look, I blinded him. With science. Oh god, what is he fucking what was his name? The oil slick? Argus? Argus. 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 Ah, I stole your glasses. 
asshole. I'm not really evil. I just like lame practical jokes. Uh. Want some peanut brittle? (laughs) 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 So, um... (laughs) So, another moment that is, again, perhaps not the most mature conversation, but when, you know, Data admitted he had been been intimate with Tasha, I feel like the Jag woman's expression was, well, wait, he can what now? Why are we even having... No, he's second. I formed a line. (laughs) Yeah. I'm number one. (laughs) Sorry, so. Riker. <laughs> but that was that. I don't know. That was that was kind of sweet. That whole thing with with him and Tasha. Yeah, yeah that was so sweet. Sweet, they but they also like Tasha. misguided. You know what I mean, though? Because I don't feel like she probably. No, she was drunk. He was drunk. Yeah. Okay. I, I I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you were listening to it, how loud you were listening to it. But if you turn the volume up really loud during that scene, you can actually hear when Data says we were intimate. You can actually hear Jonathan Frakes' voice in the background going. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. His expression was also kind of like, wait, what? Nice. Somehow Picard nice. had figured it out, though. He seemed not at all surprised by the situ- wow, situation. By the situation? Situation. He figured it out. Well, because he's... Well, Picard, why why else bring Tasha out? Picard just did the math. He's like, wait a minute. So she banged every man on the ship <laughs> while she was drunk that day. So she had to have banged David just by process of elimination. Yeah. Just like... Uh, <laughs> one of the episode to end with uh, you know just really loud slamming and regular one going off kilter as Picard and the lawyer just have their hate <laughs> sex at the end mm. also holy shit regular one looks good in HD yeah hmm. that, that model looked great uh yeah it looked uh yeah, I thought it looked pretty regular nah. uh, I got very angry at Wesley this episode because he very very haughtily judges uh, Data for opening up his his throwaway oh. <laughs> present without tearing it. I don't like tearing wrapping paper. I always unfold it at the seams. And that's why you're not sentient. <laughs> but it was also like fucking, fucking Will Wheaton's delivery that was fucking morbid. Mm. He's like, Data, you're doing it wrong. It's like, Will, fucking grow up. Oh, wait, you can't. He's like, I'm going to use it again later. <laughs> The, uh, All right, Grandma, calm down. It was a brief. It was, speaking of that scene, it was a brief moment, but the uh, the, the little goodbye between Jordy and Data, I thought was uh, yeah, that sweet. was sweet. Aww. Apparently, there's a um, an extended edition of this episode because it was like 13 fucking minutes too long. Oh wow! Because they way over fucking shot, and there's included a scene where Data, as his you know farewell to Jordy, gives him his Sherlock Holmes pipe. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah, you can you can find it on like blue. It's on Blu-ray or something. The oh, whole okay. the whole episode. Yeah, I liked that a lot. That, that was one thing too that occurred. You like how like fucked up the whole situation was even before they came back and said actually you can't quit. But when you consider the fact that Data's whole conscious life has been Starfleet, you know Starfleet found him, switched him on. Presumably he joined the Academy very shortly after that. Like, what does civilian data do? I told you, he gets a job. Well, yes, yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> what, you know? Also, I also figured, like, why don't you just cheat it and be like, well, fuck, this ship's lousy with civilians. Mr. Data, you can resign from Starfleet yeah. and still pilot the data ship. Yeah, an acting ensign. Yeah. Yeah, he'd have to wear that, that Wesley sweater, though. That's true. I bet he'd look nice in gray. Hmm. Uh, goes with his skin tone. No, you know what? Now that he doesn't have to wear a uniform, he can wear that uh, suit from the Big Goodbye all the time. He should. Yes, please. With yeah. the hat. Mm. But yeah, and obviously I think, you know, the Guinan scene was really well done. Yeah. I mentioned that, but... Uh, yep. Good week for Guinan. 
Yeah, good week for Guinan. But yeah, and and you know, I'd say my one my one sort of disappointing thought about this episode is that I don't want to say this, but I, I hope let's say I, I hope that these issues that were brought up and explored in this in this episode continue to be explored in future episodes. Hmm. What are you hinting at? Nothing I'm just saying I, it's a, it's such a it's such a big and interesting conversation that they've started. And I just hope that this isn't the end of that conversation. That, that the, you know, there seems like there's a lot more fertile ground here, not just as it relates to data, but as it relates to other. I can't tell if things. you're saying this because you know the series and you know something that comes up later. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm just, I'm just I do know the series and I do know what comes up later, but I also know <laughs> that this would be a, a shame if this were the only time we got to uh, really explore this issue. It would be quite something to come back in a hundred years and <laughs> the fruit has grown from the seeds we planted today. This I space seeds. I can't remember, but, but I feel like you know, in theory, it should come up with the EMH, but I genuinely don't remember. Well, if that's it does. the thing. I mean, there's, there's, that's, that's kind of what I'm hinting around at. No spoilers. No spoilers, but just that, like. This this episode took it was good it was like I say it's my favorite episode of any Star Trek to date including TLS yeah from the beginning really that's what yeah that's what I meant wow um, shit it's up there I, mean, I think it's certainly up there it's it's still very skin deep mm. right like they they have the impassioned speech you really feel like but at the end you're just kind of like okay well we've settled this little issue sort of for now yeah. I would like to do a deeper dive on this, and I would also hate to see, you know, other arguably sentient, call them manufactured life forms. Mm. Someone in the episode made a comment saying, like, oh, you're just saying this because he's not a box... What was the line? Box on wheels. A box on wheels. And I think that's really offensive to the box on wheels race. I heard Nomad sobbing in a corner. (laughs) Nomad, I miss you. Let's move on to more good use of Guinan yeah. in the Dauphin. Yeah. I wanted her and Riker to fuck. <laughs> like, you're, you're saying that like they Oh didn't. my god, yeah, that oh scene. Oh my god, that scene was so good. I liked that. They were like touching each other under the table during oh, yeah. this scene and saying, oh, yeah. Go, Wesley, go fucking away. Go away. <laughs> go talk to your stupid girlfriend or whatever. Because he started with Jordy. Yeah. I was like, that's a terrible Jody's idea. Jordy's busy, too. Then he goes to Wharf, which is the worst idea. Who had, like, a fucking huge oh, yeah. boner while he was talking. Well, that's no, what he was thinking about That's Anya. the sound the woman makes. <laughs> <laughs> the men read love poetry. Oh, well, I'm going to try that next time I want to lots attract a mate. I'm just going to make lots of horrifying sounds. And then I think, oh, then they show you, it's 10-4. Like, ah, good, he's finding the sensible thing and gone to Guy. No, he's gone to Riker. Jesus Christ. Riker knew to bring Guy in, though. True, thank God, because Riker's probably the only worse idea than Worf. Mm. (laughs) I don't know, he gets a lot of pussy. Yeah, but he doesn't understand intimacy. Data tried to explain it, too, with with the whole, well... Oh, that's right. Anatomically speaking, you two could be compatible because you're both, like, humans and you got hormones. He he should have just just gone to his dad. Oh, womp womp. You mean Picard? Oh, right, right, that theory. I mean, yeah, his real dad. That actually, I kind of wish that had been a scene just to see Picard very flusteredly try to, like, Um, talk his way out. Use a space con... (laughs) 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 Uh, I You know, I gotta admit, I didn't hit this one, though. Yeah. I didn't either, and I expected to. I thought it really was really bad. I thought it was good, and I think if it did not happen in the shadow of Measure of a Man, I would have liked it even better. I think mm. like it was just like it, it was a. T- if it had come first, it was a tough it act been, to follow. If it had just been, if this would have been first, then 
No, but, as I said though, I feel like it, what we're measure of a man like gets deep in there and gets his gets his fucking hands dirty. This episode just sits on like it's superficial. It just sits on top of the sand. But what's kind of great at the same time is it really, to its credit, nails that kind of like dumb teenager's first crush thing. Yeah, and then yeah, and when she turns out to be like a monster, I hate it. That was so. <laughs> That yeah. happens all the time. Did you like pretending to be a person? Like, <laughs> thank you, Wesley. There was, no, that's perfectly in character. That's, thing, there was, that's there was, actually pretty there good. There was nothing about it that didn't make sense. But I appreciate it again. The, the advice from Guy at the end was a little more realistic. It was like, yeah, it's oh, true. Yeah, it never will feel like this again. She gets it's different every time. And, you know, and it's true. Because, I mean, you know, I am not even far enough removed from being a teenager to have completely forgotten, you know, when you're fucking... 15 and you, you think you're into somebody and it's like the most powerful thing anyone's ever felt ever and it's like in retrospect wow young me was a fucking idiot shit's real serious when you're it is and i feel like they they wrote it really well that way without it becoming like preachy like the drug episode yeah. not even that but it wasn't even like an adult badly remembering it they actually kind of got it right and that's impressive considering how often they write wesley poorly hmm like, they really, like, there were things we were doing, you are like, oh, Jesus, Wesley. But it's like, yeah, but you know, when I was 16, I was that asshole, so. How old is he at this point? Isn't he only, like, 14? No, he's, like, 16 to Is 17. he actually 16? There was an episode where his uh, 16th birthday was supposed to be happening, but that might have been cut. But I, I read well, I think, it somewhere. I think they mentioned that he's 16 in his Academy Test episode or something, right? That like, sounds right. Okay. Because they mentioned the she has been wherever for 16 years, so. Yeah, they're, yeah, she's a little the older ac- than me. The actress, though? Ten years older than Wes. Than, well, uh, than obviously. Yeah. But but the fact that she's a shapeshifter. Yeah. You know, it's just like she didn't realize. She slightly, she was off the mark. Of what now, I, you want to know my uh, my uh, headcanon, my uh, my fan theory here? That race is the same as Marta? Was that the... The salt vampire? No. Uh, the, the Oh, the... Um, from Rura Pente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh they, they were cameloids and these were elasomorphs. What? And I'm... for some idiot fucking reason, Picard has no idea what a shapeshifter is. Yeah, like, I feel like those names are like what the outsiders call them. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they might call themselves cameloids, or that just might be like what outsiders call them. Or, you know, they could... The fact that they're a race of shapeshifters, outsiders might think three different races, or that this one race is three different races, you know? Yeah. At mm. first I was like, well, maybe she's like Odo, but then I was like, from DS9... But then I was like, oh no, that's totally different. They, but yeah, they're the same pen shots for turning into weird, horrifying, fuzzy monsters. Yeah, that's, well that's the thing. That's when I was like, oh, she's like the Rora yeah. Pente lady. I'm, I'm down with that. Morph um, effect looks pretty, pretty okay too. Yeah. The Morph effect looked good, but the freaking monster costumes were oh, oh, yeah. so bad. So bad. They were bad. So those, bad. Are, those are TOS era style I mean, monsters. Some of the mouths. <laughs> the mouths at least moved in some of the TOS ones. Mm. That's true. Reportedly, director Rob Bowman tried to lessen their screen time because they were just so bad mm. that he just said, so "Let's see these as little as possible." But That's you probably know a good call. You know what's sad though? Like if even today, if they had redid this episode, they would just be terrible CG monsters. And yeah, stuff, and they still wouldn't look good. Yeah, no. I mean, to this, I mean, for all that it's ridiculous, give me the '60s Gorn over the Enterprise. I mean, Gorn. honestly, I think the best thing that you can do. At this time, in the, in the late '80s, would have been a stop motion 
monster, <laughs> like a miniature stop motion monster, <laughs> like the Terminator. I mean, the best thing you could have done was just pan to the wall and show a nondescript, terrifying shadow. That would have also been very good. That would have worked. Yeah, yeah. I was actually surprised because they show Wesley turning when when the girl turns into a monster. There's a shot of Wesley turning around, and he's got the look of like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's great. They didn't show her as the monster. And then they cut to a shot of her as the monster. It's like, oh, well, that's stupid. Looking. Yeah, no, that was bad. The, 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 the director, he should, have lim- like, he should have limited their screen time even more. Mm-hmm. Because really, the better parts of the episode became pretty dumb yeah. when we saw the monsters. But... Again, that bit at the end when Worf and the governess were like... I fucking... Yeah. Yeah, like, oh yes, we are. We are trading email addresses before you leave. And I did like the character of the governess. Anya? Yeah, and how just such... What a bitch she was to everyone. Yeah. Just horrible. Just like... Like I said, she she reminded me of of both uh, Dot Matrix from Mm -hmm. Spaceballs and the... Maid Marion's like chief handmaiden. In oh, uh, Lady Cluck. Lady Cluck. I love Lady there Cluck. There we go. And they just, you know, exist to like keep the heroine from getting laid too soon. Didn't you Disney gif me? I did as Disney Lady Cluck you. on Facebook. Fantastic. Yes. What what Disney character is Caitlin? Caitlin would be Lady Cluck because she would kick you. Oh no, ass. but, the, but the, the one from Robin Hood Men in Tights, not. Oh, well, we're talking about Lady Cluck. We're men. Yeah. Women in tights. Tight. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she's basically the same character. Not Broadway. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's not the best Mel Brooks movie, but it's alright. Maybe. I always forget that that's a Mel Brooks movie. Yeah. But, uh. Didn't she hit on Little John a lot? I think she did. That was fabulous. Who doesn't? But yeah, that sort of thing. The like, no, no, you have to stick to your duty character, but a little more serious because she can turn into an eight foot tall special effect. She looked like something. There was something she reminded me of. I think she reminded me of a, um,. There's a Pokemon that she reminded me of a little bit. In monster form or in little monster form? In, or in human form. Monster form. <laughs> she had two human forms. Oh, yeah. What was the uh, weird, there was the the random weird moment. hot chick? Yeah, like, I don't know. That was, it's I, like that clearly, was not necessary. She was, she was the chick from Twin Peaks. Yeah, really? but, but, yeah. Why, but like, what, why was it necessary Mandy to hire Cohen? an actor to do that? My guess is because I read that she was like one of their other people in contention for the role of whatever the chick's name was, Salia. Mm. So it was like... Clearly, they want to bang her. Therefore, they've got to cast her as something. Mm. I mean, the way I thought of it is, I mean, it would have been nice if they'd use this device more. But the idea that, like, depending on... It's almost like the reverse of the chorus from a couple of weeks ago. Where, like, depending on the kind of point she's trying to make to the ward, she'll take on a different form. And, like, clearly, that's sort of the form where she's, like, trying to be friendlier, you know? Yeah, but they're not humans. Why not just be in her normal form? Well, that, I think, again, is sort of driven by the fact and why, that... And why be a tiny monster thing? Yeah, that I don't know. Again, that might just be driven by the fact that... This episode, they, 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 the director's like, let's have a tiny monster. Well, also know, that, it's, like, it's like, we have to prove that they're shapeshifters. So. Well, at this point, we just know that Anya's a shapeshifter. We don't know that... The Salia. Salia is. But it does explain why she didn't want to eat any of that chocolate. Because when she turned into her original form of being just light, that chocolate would have just fallen out onto the transporter pad and <laughs> it would have been really bad. 
This, this is an episode of leaving chocolate places. It's true. How many bowls of chocolate four. were there? There were four <laughs> bowls of chocolate. I'm just, sure they reused a couple, but we well, saw we saw four. If of we them. go by, you know, I'm jumping ahead, but if we go by, you know, later flanderization of the characters, mm. any time a bowl was left, like the second the characters left the room, Troy would just pop up from somewhere, like hey, hey, run up to a grab it and disappear in like a vent. Mm. Eventually, oh, like they, Caitlin's looking at me funny. Eventually, like, a huge part of Troy's character is she's obsessed with chocolate. I wish I was kidding. You know, like women do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with those b- black eyes, like a doll's eyes. So, like, uh, her whole character... Not her whole character. like, we don't know how to write women, so she loves chocolate. part of the character. She's really sensitive to people's feelings. So... Uh, she also has black eyes. And boots. Like a doll's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. But I was going to say, too, the, the, I think the issue we have, too, with... with Again, Anya and... and Salia. Thank you. Jesus. Salia retaining human form even when no one else is around. It's just an issue that comes up in things like... There's this 80s Doctor Who where there's this character you keep seeing, this villain, and you're like, who is this asshole? And he's just there in his, in his you know, lair plotting throughout much of the serial. And then, oh shit, it turns out he's the master. Because, you know, the master would often be in disguise for a couple of episodes in old Doctor Who stories before revealing himself. But the problem is normally he's around other people. For a good portion of this one, he's on his own, still in disguise, and it doesn't make sense. I feel like it's the same thing here. Hmm. It's like, yeah, in maybe reality... Maybe he thinks he's under surveillance. Maybe. Maybe it also takes a lot of effort to, to transform, because they did say that it wasn't just like, bleh, bleh, I'm something else. They were like literally reconfiguring their molecules. True, but you think it would still just be easiest to be in their natural Unless it's like... State. I think, well, who knows? Maybe it's like once you're in a state, any state, it's just easier less, to, less yeah, effort to, to... Like the transformation itself is the big yeah. expenditure, not holding it. And that's that why, sense. like, the grandma there only did it when she uh, wanted to... I, I Here's my guess about the hottie, is that, like, they were going to do stuff. <laughs> they were going to do stuff. Oh, no. Wow. What has she stuff? been doing for 16 years on this planet? Stuff. Yeah. Oh, Caitlin, to, to your earlier point, I think maybe the, the little... Monster, maybe sort of was vaguely reminiscent of Station from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah, like I've seen that. Oh, you haven't? I don't think so. Oh, uh, it reminded me of like Venom Nat or something. Mm. I think it's called Venom Nat. It remind it reminded me of uh, uh, Little Bigfoot from the film Little Bigfoot. I've never seen that. I've not seen. It reminded me. There's there so few people have the <laughs> purple. Those that mattress company has a whole bunch of commercials out, and one of them has a bunch of Bigfoots. Huh. And there's a little Bigfoot, and he wrecks his bed, and his mommy has to get him a new bed. Oh, Bigfoot little was Bigfoot. A, as a, I want to say, early 90s. It, may, it was either direct-to-video or direct-to-TV. I don't know how or when I saw it, but it was a, it was a, you know, it was like, when, remember how the early 90s Earth Day and conservation was a big thing? Yeah. And logging, like Fern Gully came out around that time. So yes. little Bigfoot was, little Bigfoot was a little Bigfoot that lived in the woods, and there was a logging company going to cut down his home and oh, no. he teams up with some kids and it was also supposed to, i think kind of be like kind of like et a little bit i don't know it was terrible according to the internet it came out in 1997 that's a lot later than i expected but yes you are right it does it looks horrible sort of remedy it, it, oh actually, yeah that's the and, and there's a gif from the thing of that's fam- famously looks like he's masturbating oh god that's really upsetting. That's really upsetting. Yeah, no, that is. What the fuck? I am deeply unhappy. Yeah, it's a it's a terrible movie. Uh, well, that's that's shocking because it looks great. 
Yeah, so we learned that if the, regardless of the whole shape-shifting thing, like they made a comment early, early on when they were first in contact and they asked, what species are you? And they're like, they're humans. Why? And they're like, oh, no reason. It's fine. And Wesley comments later, that's why you asked what species we were. Wesley wasn't on the bridge. Wesley wasn't oh, even yeah, fucking that there. Yeah, was at that, uh, the con. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Wesley was helping Jordy and failing miserably at maybe, helping Jordy. Yeah, he maybe, really fucked that up, too. Maybe Jordy had a line open to the bridge because he wanted to know when they got there so he could put in his request to... Uh, mm, you're stretching maybe. this awful thing. But it's it's better than nothing. Yeah, that's interesting. Good point. Also, I wish that they knew... Like, I wish Starfleet knew that they were shapeshifters because then they could have fucked with him and then be like, what species are you? They could be like, we're Ferengi. <laughs> 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 Also, why is this even the Federation's job in the first place to pick up this chick? Because they're taxi did they not? Do they not have their own ships? I think they, I think that's sort of the thing. Is that It doesn't seem like... I mean, if you consider that they're like light energy creatures in their natural habitat, that maybe they wouldn't... Oh, and that's ships. why they get along on those planets so well enough? Well, I mean, they do have some sort of advanced technology, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think it's probably more an issue of, again... Yeah, she's been studying, and she recognizes the double hoozle what yeah, Wesley's carrying. You know, too much iron in your blood. Um, Rip it right out of you. Yeah. It could come down to, again, this being a whole civil war situation. Mm. You know, rather than, like, each side would argue who gets to get her, it's like, all right, let's get a neutral party. And they're not even a Federation planet, so it's just like, hey, could you do us this solid people we're on friendly enough terms with but not technically part of? And they go... Sure, they figure it's a good step towards eventual yeah, first if, contact. But if, but if Federation had no idea what these species even looked like, no, that's true. Like who negotiated? Who who like made that arrangement? Troy was it a third party. Was it, there another? Oh, Harry Mudd via yeah. radio, like when they negotiated the end of the Romulan War. Yes, hmm. exactly. Yeah, Troy. Troy's constant comments of like they're not being deceit, uh, deceitful, but they're not telling us the whole truth. And we're like, thanks, Troy. You're really helping today. Go oh. have a chocolate. <laughs> Poor Troy. Yeah, Troy. God, she's 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 terrible as a character. It's un- it's un- it's unfortunate. I mean, maybe eventually they'll do something more interesting. But to date, there has not been no. much going on for Troy that I haven't despised. Yeah, no. No, they really... And, and really, I, I kind of just... Imagine the show if they had, instead of having Troy at all, they had just cast Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan, the ship's counselor. Yeah. Hmm. That would have been fucking awesome. That would have been awesome. I, I just, yeah. I think Guinan is like but, one of my you know, favorite but, characters. But, but uh, Roddenberry would be like, oh, well, we can't have a black lady on the bridge because that'll be too much like TOS and we can't have that. Yikes. I had a thought. This, this is taking us back to Measure of a Man quickly. I had a thought in terms of trying to like figure out if data sentient or not. Why not just find a Vulcan and have them mind meld with him? That's true. They've but, got, but, they've got but that Vulcan, spare but, doctor on but board. Vulcans can mind meld with like with, with non-sentient things too, like Nomad. Yeah, but then they. But could... wait, wait, wait! Who's to say Nomad isn't sentient? Mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. Box on wheels. Yeah. That's a good point. Isn't he broken now? Doesn't it not matter? Poor Nomad. But that's me. Before they broke him, maybe he was sentient. Now we'll never know. And maybe uh, the robot that Methuselah made out of Nomad, maybe he was sentient. Remember, he had his little. Yeah, yeah. And it was clearly M5 just a five or no M something. And yeah, they clearly just. Built it out of Nomad and a few extra sieves. Yep, yep. <laughs> There's another problem with Data, too, is that 
We don't see him nude enough. He's too easy to take over. I mean, I guess the human crew members get taken over enough anyway, but it seems like Data's, he got taken over, he got replaced by Lore. Yeah. And he got taken over by Graves. Graves. And I'm sure that won't be the last time he loses control because of robot reasons. Oh, this happens to the humans we've seen a ton of times. Yeah, but but the humans also don't possess the strength of to bend a kilobar thing of steel. Or yeah, whatever. but Spock some, comes close. Yeah, some some species can. Oh god, that reminds me of my favorite part of Measure of a Man. What did he call it that had me in stitches? Mega strength or whatever? Was yeah. It mega strength it or ultra strength? Ultra it mega strength. strength. It's like, I love that that's just like an accepted that's official so category in the future. Uh, plenty of species have mega strength. Well, it's, a, ultra it's, mega, act- mega it's actually, it's, it's an SI unit. One strength is what a normal person can do. Sure, sure. Mega strength is a million strength. What else for the Dauphin? I was disappointed that there were no dolphins. <laughs> in this. What? Okay, I do want to know. What the fuck is Wesley's like, we're going to visit this place someday. You're literally standing on a tiny asteroid that is like... Two, yeah, two, it's... Uh... Like, like the size of a Buick. You're just, what you just visit? Is, is there an atmosphere that you can breathe? No, no. You're just standing in space. They're not visiting there. Well, they'll go with space suits when they actually oh, go. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, then how do they grab each other by the two haws? That's true. <laughs> I that, wow. That hand gesture. I is... wish we had a camera. That's a scrotal lift. It could also be a the little yeah little clip flick. Do a little bit, a little bit. Tap. You gotta tap it first. Little clip tap. I have a feeling it's more like. But yeah, no, uh, very, you know, I, I went into this week thinking, oh, Measure of the Man, I've heard of this one. I, if I saw it before, I didn't really remember it that well. But it's like, you know, big classic episode, the is data sentient episode. And then it's like, oh, Wesley falls in love. This is going to... No, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, it was I was a surprised. Really good week. Yeah, between, between this and um, Coming of Age... Which this was also subtitled. Uh, <laughs> some, a couple, there's a few good Wesley episodes in there. Yeah, like, you know, it's like, I, I, I think, all hate. No, I, I was thinking like, and everything in it more has gone on. I feel like as they've begun to understand how to write him, he's been fine. Yeah, you know, which is an issue. First season, they didn't really know how to write anyone. They just especially say, didn't know how to write him. And, and that's what everyone what they're doing. Troy. And that's what everyone said was like the first season isn't really good, and it's not going to get good until the second season. Yeah, but I think people then claim Wesley never gets better, but he does. He has, you know. Yeah, and then yeah, maybe relapses, but he doesn't knows? bother me as much as yeah, he I mean, used to. For sure. once he, and once he becomes more of a, a guest star, as yeah, less of you a said that. Regular, yeah. he, you know, his his appearances are less annoying and more. Yeah, because then there's important. a reason for him because he's a guest yeah. star. Yeah. Instead of just he's there all the time when Deus we have to use him for yeah, something. Deus ex Wesley. We just, Wesley ex machina. We just need the fucking. Which, kid. you know, again, he hasn't solved everything that's in a true. while. He, he, He's just been he a person. Just, and he, he fucked, fucked up. up hard. Yeah, which that, he had to get fired due to hormones this week. That's important. He needs, to, he needs to learn that he can fuck up. That's an important lesson. Until Jordy mm-hmm. whips him. Whoa. Whoa. Not, not until he's 18. This got weird. Yeah. He's almost weird. Jordy still hasn't really gotten his day on the sun in terms well, that's of... That's true. In terms of Jordy-centric episodes. And when he does, he'll be a really big creep. Actually, yes. So maybe he, he's doing better right now. <laughs> oh, brother. Okay. Where, Where art, art thou? thou? 
just yeah. looking at the upcoming episodes. I think uh, I think that's probably all we really have to say on these episodes. But I think not enough dolphins. Uh, I yeah. don't speak for only myself when I'm going to give this one two thumbs up this week. Yeah, yeah. Most up. most of the way up. I don't think I like Dolphin as much as you guys like Dolphin, but I was tolerant of it. There we go. All right. So positive week. Yeah. Chocolate um, chocolate mousse we were, good. We were fans. Ooh, I wish we had some um, chocolate but we'll, yeah, she had like a fucking finger lick, and that was all she got. But will we? Have fun next week when we do our next two episodes. Contagion. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, what could that be? Romulans. Yes. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. Why is it Romulans? It's just they're they're Romulans. In the oh, episode. nice. Big I was, call. I was I was making a guess because last time Caitlin guessed Romulans or something and she was right. Um, Always a safe guess. <laughs> and the other one is well they don't so they don't call it a quarter pounder with cheese because of. The metric system. They call it a Royale with cheese. The episode's called the Royale. Oh, with cheese. With cheese. No cheese. No. It, it is actually having seen the Royale. It is with cheese. <laughs> oh, if you get if you catch my drift. I'm just gonna. Is it, be... is it O'Connor level of cheese? It's it's more perplexing. To <laughs> wow. Me. It's one of those episodes where like I remember now in in. All fairness to the Royale, I probably haven't seen the Royale since I was fairly young, watching it on WNDS, The Winds of New England, with high pressure. Oh my god, I forgot about him! Al Caprillion? Al Caprillion. Holy How did you shit. forget about Al Caprillion? I don't know! The man's a legend. Well, you're from New Hampshire, so you know, you, you've, got, you've got the edge on that. He wasn't even our... Th- no, I mean, yeah, not... WNDS oh. was out of Derry. Oh, Man. really? Yeah. Oh. Well, I didn't really watch it. I just was... But you knew Al Caprillion? I did. I was familiar with him, but... But anyway, yeah. So I haven't seen the Royale probably since then. And what I can say is I remember watching it, and I'd be like, oh, this looks really interesting at the beginning, and at the end being like, what the fuck? What? What? <laughs> what was... Fuck that, that? that was a TV show. Oh, The Simpsons are on. Sweet. Yeah. See, I'm just going to be bummed out when the Royale is not about Data having to join a high-stakes poker game to bring down... Oh. The chief. Damn it, I couldn't think of the name of Cardassian Intelligence. Um, you think that there isn't going to be a high-stakes poker game in the Royale? Oh, I hope so! Um, what the hell are they called? The, the Obsidian Order? Yeah, the Obsidian Fuck, Order. Fuck, I don't remember that earlier. But, Just edit it in. But anyway, uh, so those are coming up next week. Uh, and of course, this week we covered different episodes. Did we? We did. I don't remember any of this. But those are over, and we'll never speak of them again. Until we, we might talk about Measure of a Man again. We might, we might, we might. We might even talk about you the might, little, rabbit. You little, might. little Bigfoot again. Who knows? Let's never talk about Little Bigfoot. Uh, jerking off. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, where can you find us online? Where can you find us online, Chris? Well, that's a good question. Let me answer you that question right after this. Hey, baby, I hear the blue. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> You can find us online at A Star to Steer Her By on Facebook, and you can find us on sadclown.com slash A Star to Steer Her By. Sadness, not even it. Soundclad.com. Soundclown. Sadclown. Sadclad. Glad glad bags. (laughs) I love that every time you take us out. Sorry, Jake us out. It literally sounds like you're having a stroke, kind of. You can of. find us on jakestroke.com. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I don't know. Um, I don't want to visit that site. I was going to say, uh, jakestroke.com is probably a little different. I've registered it. Um, oh. Anyway, uh, no, we're on SoundCloud, and we... <laughs> Cloud? Such a stupid name for a website. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the website name is stupid. It is because they're two words that sound similar, but they don't 
they're not perfect rhymes, so it it's makes you say the wrong thing. SoundCloud. 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 So, whatever. We're there on SoundCloud. And we have, and you can find us, you just search for a star to steer her by. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, which I found out that actually is the name of it now. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. But huh. if you don't have that, Apple Podcast on iTunes. Oh. Yeah, you see? That's too many words. It is. It is. But you can find us there. And you know what? I looked, I went on there the other day just to see, and you know what, friends? We still, I think, only had two reviews on there. They're both five-star reviews. Yay! We could use a few more of those. So, folks, if you do find us on the iTunes, do it. Just do it. Just take. take we ask you every week. Why we haven't you, you done week. it? We, we come here every week toiling. We hate this. We hate each other. <laughs> Wait, what? We just do this <coughs> to get those five-star yeah. reviews. And you know what, folks? They're not coming. So get with the program. Folks. And it, honestly, and if you don't use iTunes... Well, then you're a fucking asshole, too. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not an asshole. We love you. We're happy you're listening, and uh, you should get your friends to listen as well. And if you don't have iTunes, you're not an asshole. You're probably a Google user, so you can find us there as well on the Google Play Store. Uh, we're also on other podcast platforms. Just search. A Star to Steer Her By. We're on Twitter, SSHB Podcast. Tumblr, that's the same one, SSHB Podcast. Did I say Facebook? Yes, I did, but I will again. A Star to Steer Her By. Like, subscribe, peace. My name's Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This is always Caitlin. Night, Seattle. Love you. You know what they really should have been asking in this court of law? Does Data have a bronze eye? <laughs> <laughs> I poop, therefore I am. What I, if, I don't think I'm wrong. What if uh, What if uh, Riker had misread the manual and, and didn't... Accidentally fisted him and, to try and, to like, turn po- him off? Po- poked him in the bronze eye. <laughs> and, now, and now a man will turn it off. <laughs> turn it off? You turned it on. Do androids uh. have wet dreams of electric sheep?